Hello, I'm Bill. Uh, I'm I'm actually not from San Diego. I'm actually from Orange County, California. So uh, if you knew anything about Orange County, you never say we're San Diego. Uh, but that's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, you know, I, I have a passage that I picked and then I, you know, as they said, a tool as, as I have this self-talk in my head, am I doing this right? You know, that's always like, am I doing this right? So, uh, but I have something I'm going to read. It's nice and short. It's, uh, it's page, uh, 86. It's called, uh, it's right in the middle of the page. It's nurturing self-worth. And, uh, I picked something relatively short to read here. Okay. Nurturing self-worth. In loving homes, children are eager to see themselves reflected by those around them. A positive self-reflection increases their sense of security and feelings of self-esteem and gives them confidence in relating to others. They see respect for their need to be protected from harm and relate to authority with trust and not fear. They come to believe they have value because they are accepted and loved. I'm going to read that last line again. They come to believe they have value because they are accepted in love. So uh, self-worth is a big deal for me. Um, I'm in ACA because uh, my childhood trauma affects me today. And uh, I love being asked to speak because it gets me to reflect on, on my ACA recovery and and there's really two messages that uh, they're kind of burned into my uh, personal software. Two things that I fight all the time. One is I'm stupid and one I'm lazy. And uh, that is, that affects me today. Though, even though I have tons of evidence that prove those things to be false. They, they are, like I said, burnt in my personal software, and I really have to do a lot of work to, to, to not fall into that. Um, one of the things that I do, uh, a good example, I, when I was in high school, I was, uh, I, I actually became a really good student. I was a C student up to high school. Uh, I guess at some point I... I realized that maybe if I became a better student, uh, I would get my father's approval. I actually became, I joined the cross country team. I was on, I ran 10 miles a day and it was like six minute miles. So it was really, uh, it was really uh, quite a lot of work. And uh, so I became an honor student. I became a good athlete. And I remember after school, I was laying on the couch watching TV and I, I'd run 10 miles a day again. I was, I was doing, my grades are really good. My father came home and said, you lazy ass, get off, you know, get off your ass and do something with your life. And so that's, uh, that's something that's burnt into me. And, and, you know, it's in, in, in a way it's kind of, uh, comical, especially the lazy part. Cause I'm, I, I have the opposite effect. I, like, I just know my last five days have been crazy busy. I've been doing a lot of stuff, but one of the things that I realized that happens to me is I always feel I need to be moving. I need to, to, to be doing something. And, and sometimes I rush and not, and not look where I'm walking or pay attention to what I'm holding in my hand. And so I end up dropping things or running into things. And, and th this is the self-talk that comes in where I go, 
I mean, I say it's, I mean, it's quite not pleasant. I, I call myself the stupidest person on the planet. And I can, I can say, uh, having an engineering background, that I can prove that not to be true. But is there like six billion people on the planet? I'm, I'm definitely not the stupidest person on the planet. So uh, I joined ACA in 1988. Uh, I've been, I would say, that's what, 30, 34 years ago. I've probably been active about 20, 25 years of those 34. Uh, part of me thinks that after all these years in ACA, I, I, I should have evolved into some kind of, uh, into like spiritual energy, uh, leave my physical body that I should be at some level of, of recovery. But, uh, but that's the, the thing that I put myself through. Uh, I was pointed out to listen to some of the podcasts from, from past speakers and I listened to them. They were, they were great. I've gone, I don't know if I could even complete a sentence, but that's how the, the, my self-talk in my head affects me that I, that my default setting is to say really awful things to myself. And I've done a really good job of getting abusive people out of my life. But unfortunately there's still one abusive person and that's me. And that's where, that's where change has to happen for me. And uh, I have to stop when I, again, when I drop something or run into something, I need to, to not say those things. You know, that's how I change my behavior is, uh, is to stop saying those things and, and affirming the opposite of that, that message. Uh, the, the one line that I really love in there where it talks about, where is it in here? They come to believe they have value because they're accepted and loved. And I may not have gotten that from my family. I think they loved me, but they loved what, you know, they, they were not in recovery. There, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, uh, their childhood was, was shitty. You know, my father was in World War II. He, he was in the Great Depression. So, you know, he went through a lot of things. But I think at some level they did love me. But this is where ACA comes in. I feel more, I've been, I'm in a number of programs. I, I have to say in ACA, I feel the most love and acceptance uh, in any program. And those other programs are very valuable for me. Uh, they've helped me with addiction. But this program really goes for the base things. Again, what is those default settings that I'm stupid and I'm lazy? And I, I'm working to change those because it, Again, I could get up and, and run into something and, you know, I will say abusive language to me. So change can happen right now, can start happening right now. Again, those, those are embedded in my, in my personal software. Uh, one of the things I've realized, you know, what has happened with me is I was a very, a very anxious person. And like a lot of times newcomers meet me and they say, you're so calm. And I, and I kind of laugh because I always think of myself as the opposite of being calm. I'm a manic, I'm, but that's where prayer and meditation has really helped me uh, in this, in this you know, program, being able to accept myself. And as I get older, uh, you know, a lot of me is like, I don't look like I did 20 years ago. You know, I don't, but, but that's okay. You know, that's okay. I don't have to. Uh, I think a lot of, you know, what I was grown up with and how you look and how you were doing, you know, what your financial situation was. 
and and when it comes about acceptance right accepting where i am um it's a big thing i'm so much more calmer again I'm, i'm far from perfect but i know that like i really feel the love and i feel the love in the meetings and uh you know, working on changing my behavior. I always say the secret of recovery is breathing, is breathe, be calm. You know, we have meditation there, you know, some people do yoga, uh, but really, you know, before I react, I breathe, you know, and, and be okay in the moment and not have to do something that next moment, be to, to pause, to not react. And, you know, simple things like that is just don't react, breathe, be calm. And, and typically whatever information I have after that is, is typically healthier than it would have been at that impulse. The impulse is, uh, you know, I was trained to lie in my family. And uh, another one of the default settings I have is, you know, and I'm a codependent liar. Like, what do you... What do you want me to say? What you? you know, I went to a retreat one time and my name tag is, who do you want me to be? Right, you know, uh, and that's, I remember uh, years ago, uh, my girlfriend got me into recovery and she had read uh, Codependent No More. And, uh, and she came to, and said to me, I didn't know what codependency was. She said, Bill, you're codependent and I'm codependent. And I said, yeah, sure. I had no idea what codependency means. I think that is the, that's the definition of codependency. If you say, yes, I'm codependent, you don't know what it means, you're definitely codependent. And so that was, you know, me, my lie is typically, what, is you, what do you want to hear? You know, what, what will make you love me? And, and, and so that kind of behavior, to me, it's what I call like instantaneous recovery. What can I do now? Breathe. Uh, five minutes left. Okay. Uh, so that that's one of the things I do is is what I call instant recovery. What can I do at this very moment? Um, it's interesting, you know. I've I've seen the laundry list. I don't know hundreds, maybe thousands of times, and it's interesting what things speak to me. And tonight, what speak to me is addiction to excitement. So I know like what maybe some of what's happened tonight, but part of me, you know, gets excited about things kind of going crazy you know i'm it's it's probably why i i chose to go in the entertainment business because i kind of like excitement and uh, um being the center of attention uh, but that's but you know one of the things i'm doing i'm doing sober dating now. i'm single and uh, you know who am i attracted to what what am i looking for and a lot of times dysfunction is exciting you know uh abuse is exciting um but but i i choose not to to choose that i choose you know i i have to look to is my behavior uh, one of the things to me with with dating is one is putting myself out there but also what how do i behave in a relationship you know what what do i do again where where does the lying come in am i am i being my authentic self and um you know, who am I looking for? Is it, is it, am I attracted to dysfunction? Am I attracted to the abuse? Uh, and I, and I really truly believe the healthier you get, uh, certainly the healthier I've been, I have, I've chosen healthier people to be in my life. And that, 
that's important to me. Uh, again, addicted to excitement, sometimes craziness. I'm I'm crazy. I'm not saying other the other people I've dated are not crazy, but I'm I'm crazy. So addicted to excitement. There was always excitement in my family. It was always it was like I we never I never knew when when my father would rage. You know, I never knew. A lot of times, punishment seemed very random to me, and uh, and so that's kind of how my life has been. That that uh, you know, it's it's too boring. I need to add excitement. So what I'm doing is feeling better at myself. Uh, I'm doing things like the pandemic has been very difficult for me. I don't know in New York, but here in California, I've forced myself to to go out and walk. I have put weight on. I'm working on eating better now. Um, but there's there's behavior that I can do. There's outreach calls I can make. There's there's meetings. It's great. You know, this is the neat thing. I would I would not be going to New York City to go to an AC meeting. It's nice to to be able to connect. I've I've been uh, meetings in Europe on Zoom and just the fantastic. You know, it's kind of taking a negative and and finding some positive about it and uh, be able to connect with people that I would normally have not connected with. So, uh, how much time do I have, Titi? You're at 13 minutes. Okay. Um, I, you know, it's interesting. I, I spoke, uh, I don't know, a year or so ago on an AC meeting, and uh, I was sharing how uh, when I was in high school, we lived in Long Beach, California, and part of the neglect of my family is the house was a mess, and we, we got cockroaches, and uh, we had millions of them. And I, and I shared that about a year ago, and then they had people uh, share afterwards, and there was someone from New York there. And I guess I found out that maybe cockroaches are more common there than they are in uh, in, in California. So we have some cockroach bonding going on here. So I just say I I love ACA. I feel accepted and loved here, and uh, I feel blessed to be able to speak tonight. And uh, I'm going to give up my last what. 55 seconds. So that's all I have to share. Thank you.